Just over a year ago, Killer Mike and LP came back to bring us the fourth installment of their Run the Jewels series with Run the Jewels 4. Seeing as it came out during a pretty hectic time, and it was very appropriate given what was going on, how's it hold up a year later? Welcome to the Bark Bar Podcast, and I'm going to talk about Run the Jewels one year later, among a bunch of other music-related news. So, welcome. Uh, first things first, a bit of housekeeping. Uh, videos and stuff might be a little bit different uh, going forward. I recently just started a new job, so I have to adjust my schedule for that. Uh, I mentioned on Twitter yesterday, I think it was, that reviews may end up being less scripted, which really just means that I'm going to be taking notes instead of writing out a whole script which my reviews end up being anywhere between 8 to 20 pages of writing. So that's going to be more than likely toned down, because that's the thing that takes me the most amount of time. Uh, yeah, and same with uh, breakdowns, and the podcast is pretty much going to be the same, but breakdowns may be less frequent because of my scheduling. And or they may come out later. So keep that in mind if you are a subscriber and are wondering where everything is. I'm trying my best. <laughs> Anyways, getting into the topic at hand. Uh, Run the Jewels 4 came out last year, right around, what was it, June 6th, June 4th, something like that. And given, given like last year being just kind of this whole clusterfuck <laughs> it made a lot of sense to have run the jewels because run the jewels is always this more they make they they basically make music that's commentary on what's happening and not necessarily even stuff that's currently happening it just so happens to be that way because with run the jewels 4 i believe a lot of it ended up getting recorded in i think either 2018 or 2019 i think a few of the major songs were 2018 so it's not even like they knew what was happening because, I mean, like the, the way that the music came out, it sounded like this was just recorded. But as we know from, you know, just reading about the album and also just LP's talks on Killer Mike's podcast, what had happened was there's more like it's just kind of random how that happened. And this has been something that happens multiple times in his career if you felt like at least from what i've heard where you know just randomly his music or run the jewels comes out at a time where people needed it so that's wild now with run the jewels i don't believe yeah i don't think it even made my top 10 of last year and that was not because it's a bad album it is a really dope album because you know killer mike and lp are both really dope rappers and LP is an amazing producer. I think for me it's just generally not the music that I listen to like on an extended basis. Like Run the Jewels like outside of their content tend to be more aggressive and I guess abrasive for most listening situations at least for me. Like a lot of times I don't want to be listening to like heavy hitting sounds like that because that's another thing with LP's production is a little bit more eclectic 
Like it's not necessarily like normal, I guess. And it can be little all over the place at times. Although, I mean, there is still very much a structure to it. It's it's just like everything else. Like it's not for everyone. I understand and appreciate its place because, like I said, there's a lot of commentary on what's just going on in general. Like one of the songs, um, Walking in the Snow. Yeah, like it's like that song was insane to me because like as i said this happened in june of last year just just about a month after george floyd was murdered and with the lines in walking in the snow like well one of killer mike's lines going until my voice goes from a shriek to a whisper i can't breathe like that was incredibly relevant even though this song i think was written like this one was actually written in 2018 like, because, yeah, what he was saying is it was referencing the death of Eric Garner, not George Floyd, because, like I said, this wasn't recorded, like, that day. Like, it's just, it's insane to think, like, these issues that have been going on for years can still be echoed today. And, like, these songs are still very relevant. Um... But, you know, there's that and, like, just a bunch of other songs where it's, like, just commentary. And then there's also songs where they're kind of talking about themselves. And I know I mentioned, I think, in my review that it was probably my favorite Run the Jewels album, um, even though I haven't really returned back to it. I don't know that that still holds, um, again, because I haven't listened to it or the other Run the Jewels albums in a while. But looking back now i would still say run the jewels one is my favorite <laughs> um but that also might just be because it's more my sound like it's a little bit more toned down and i guess i guess it's weird because killer mike was mostly rapping on that one but i do like lp is rapping more often <laughs> but regardless it is still a really dope album and if you like it great i know it was on a lot of people's top 10 lists and actually now i'm now i'm concerned what did i actually not have it on there i think i had it on i definitely didn't have my, my mid-year um i like how i have an intro for the top 10 last year but not my actual list there um let's see if i can find it but you know it was it was dope like it yeah, I can't find it. Um, yeah, I mean, it's good. It's it just, you know, it's not something that I've personally returned to very frequently. Um, and yeah, like I said, it's there's a lot of the things that they said that are still going to be relevant for years, I'm sure. Because even though we're trying to make all these changes in society and have this sort of reform happen, it's not something that can change overnight, unfortunately, because there's way too much pushback. So, well, with all that negativity aside, um, let's move on. Um, so, in random bits of news this week, yeah, like, so there's a few things I just, like, 
saw and people were talking about, but there was really no information, so there's going to be a few of these things. So first, it was reported that Mariah Carey leaves, or like, quit her Rock Nation management deal after an explosive meeting with Jay-Z. I don't know what that means. <laughs> and no one else knows what that means. That's literally all the information that we have. And the sources are a source or trust me, bro. So whatever that actually means. I mean, sure. I mean, that's always, there's always a possibility that an artist is going to be upset in management. Like I don't blame them. Like it, that's kind of <laughs> not the norm. I would say, I don't want it to be the norm, but that is kind of how things have been. Um, I do, I did imagine that Rock Nation would be a little bit more, uh, I guess, open and just for the artist, but maybe not. I'm, it could also just be something else entirely, so I'm not going to dwell on that for too long. Um, another bit of random news, which I don't think was even really necessary to talk about, but people kept bringing it up. But um, a couple weeks ago, or I guess it was last week or the week before, uh, LeBron's The Shop show came back on HBO. And for the first episode, he had Jay-Z, among other guests. And during that, um, I guess, episode, Jay-Z revealed that he finally learned how to swim after the birth of his daughter, Blue. And, I mean... To me, it just kind of made sense. Like, I mean, why would you not? Because, so his whole thing is like, what if she falls in the pool and I can't save her? That's a legitimate concern, and I understand that. It's just weird that everyone is talking about it like that. Like, I feel like that's something that most fathers and people who have others that they have to, like, I guess, take care of and worry about, think about. Like, if I had a child, that would be a concern. Like, <laughs> I would want to be able to do that. So I don't think it's anything out of the ordinary. I think maybe it's just that everyone's like, oh, Jay-Z's a real person too, like me. I have those same feelings. Like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I just thought it was weird that people were talking about it. Like, it was something insane. Um, <laughs> also, one of the posts or comments I saw related to this was like, Oh yeah, I can totally see Jay um, buying a house with a pool, then he not knowing how to swim, and him walking around the pool going, <laughs> "You crazy for this one, Jay?" Some shit like that. It was just people messing around. Um, in other random bits of news that don't have a whole lot of information, <laughs> um, Megan The Stallion released a trailer a couple of days ago on Twitter. Uh, basically saying Tina Snow is back. And right as I was actually pulling up all this information, I saw someone connect the dots and making a, um, a comparison to Dragon Ball Z. So in Dragon Ball Z, when Goku goes to Namek, like, he, you know, he has to go and heal for a bit. And he has, like, a mask on. Like, and he's in a, basically a tube to recover and that whole teaser the Tina Snow teaser was basically 
emulating that. So I thought that was cool. <laughs> because, you know, like, she had the mask on, she was in the tube, and, like, there was, like, a whole um, display saying, like, looking at the levels, looking as they're going up to 100. So I thought it was cool. Like, there, there's nothing else to it. I just thought it was cool. <laughs> um, but I'm not too familiar with her whole Tina Snow persona or alter ego. But I do know that a lot of people do like that alter ego. So I'm excited for y'all. Whatever y'all get from this, it'll be dope. And I mean, I'll, sh I'll probably check it out anyway. Like, even like, so people like Megan Thee Stallion and the baby. I don't really care for in terms of their music, but I'll still check them out because they're popular. <laughs> like, I don't actually stick around and listen to their music beyond the first couple listens. Like, it doesn't hold me as long, but I'll still check it out because I know a lot of people do like it. A uh, couple more things to go through. So, Vince Staples had an interview with W Magazine. And I haven't actually heard of that magazine until this interview. But in this very short interview, which was really interestingly titled, or like had a subtitle, which kind of alluded to him having two projects and a Netflix show, but they didn't even talk about the Netflix show and it was like four questions so I don't I don't know if it was just they cut it down a lot or whatever it reading it was really strange to me but regardless what we got from this interview is that he has two albums coming the first well I don't know what order they'll actually end up dropping in um what's also weird is like the I think I'm sure I'm missing something like but when I saw that post come up people were also saying that he's got a single coming on june 18th which i didn't see in that so maybe maybe i'm just not seeing the whole interview i don't know but regardless um you know yeah there are two albums coming they haven't been like release dates haven't been announced yet and i'm not too sure which one's going to come first i'm thinking it's going to be the first one they talked about which is his self-titled album vince staples this album is supposed to be like a almost like a collab album with Kenny Beats but then they didn't really go into who else would be involved so I'm thinking it's still mostly a collab with Kenny Beats rather than just a couple songs the whole recording process was apparently I mean pretty typical for a Kenny Beats collab I feel like where they just busted out a bunch of songs and they're like oh shit we have an album like an album's worth of songs because I'm pretty sure that's exactly what happened with Denzel and Kenny Beats when they dropped Unlocked. Like, they just were in the studio together and recorded a bunch of songs that all kind of worked together. So they're like, album, sure. Uh, so I'm excited for that. We'll see how that goes. Um, the other album that was mentioned was Ramona Park Broke My Heart. And we didn't really get a whole lot of information about that one. But according to Vince, it, like the title for this was just because, and this is the quote, it just sounds nice. I don't think it makes sense to be too heavy handed with certain things. Music is so subjective. So with that, it was just a part of my thought process at the time. What symbolism can I throw in here that can be taken as a direct thing? What does this mean? What does it sound like? It's all based on personal taste. So 
he didn't really go too into really what the album's going to be about and what the sound's going to be. But what I imagine is it's going to be all the songs are going to make sense in like in the album itself. Like whenever we actually get it, it's all going to flow well and it's going to have some sort of over or underlying theme to it and just an overarching like concept maybe. But again, we'll just have to wait and see because we don't have an actual release date for either of these unless I'm just not looking in the right places. Um, one bit of news that actually just came up this morning. Uh, Snoop Dogg is now appointed the Senior Strategic Advisor at Def Jam. So, what that means is that he's going to be able to work with the label's executive team as well as the artists signed to the label. So, he, and he's also going to be reporting directly to Universal Music Group CEO Lucien Grange and Def Jam CEO Jeffrey Hostin. So it really does sound like it's an important role. Like it's <laughs> like he's basically like at the top. And that's cool. I'm very curious to see like how much of an impact he personally will have. Because generally with labels, we like which I we kind of talked about with the whole Mariah Carey thing, I guess. There's a lot of pushback, you could say. Like, if an artist wants to put out a certain sound or, you know, just a certain sort of music, the label ultimately has the final say on what gets released. And that's something that artists complain about often. Like, it's always brought up. So, who knows? Maybe when you actually have an artist in this role, maybe we'll get more flexibility. Maybe we'll get, ooh, maybe we'll get the artists actually putting out music that they want to, because you know, like I said, like they, like I mean, we had with Earth Gang um, last week, like Ghetto Gods was basically pushed or held onto because they had to kind of get everything settled with Interscope. So that's you know going to be a thing most of the time. So having Again, having Snoop Dogg there will hopefully allow artists that are currently signed and future signed to do more of what they want without, you know, the art like the label being too heavy-handed in terms of involvement. Because you know you can always tell when an artist is putting out music that they like. Like, um, the best example for me, like easiest one for me at least, was for Yellow Wolf, like. He put out Radioactive when he was signed to Shady, or like that was his first album when he was signed to Shady, and it was mostly received poorly, I feel, at least for people who liked Yellow Wolf. But then he came out with Love Story, which was this more, I guess, country rap album, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, it was unique at the time, but you can tell that that was something that he wanted to do, so it sounded better. Like you can you can just tell in their voice. So hopefully by having an artist involved with the whole I mean <laughs> with the whole like creative process and strategy, like maybe that'll change things. Who knows? I mean, 
is literally his first day at work, so <laughs> we can't expect a whole lot just yet. And I guess the last bit of news to really get into um, is regarding something that B. Dot, B. Dot Miller, um, I believe from Title. Let me pull up his whole thing again. Or no, he's on Complex now. I thought he was on Title. Anyways, he last week put out his, I guess, top 10, or yeah, so top 10 best rappers of 2021 so far. And, you know, just anytime someone puts out a list like this, there's going to be controversy, especially when you're someone who's in the industry and has a pretty big name to them. I think last time he did this too, like people were... A little upset and you know it, that it is what it is like but i think what people are most upset by is his criteria so the best the criteria for best is based on skill performance and presence and then so far obviously is subject to change so with keeping skill performance and presence in mind this list goes Lil Baby, J. Cole, Lil Wayne, Conway, Benny the Butcher, Drake, Freddie Gibbs, Nas, Jay-Z, and Jim Jones. So, the way I took this was more, like, again, it's, it's his list. I can't hate on it. I'm not going to hate on anyone for voicing their opinion, because it is your opinion. You aren't entitled to that. But I think what people are really getting on is the skill skill aspect of it i would say because so many people like in the in hip-hop twitter and in the whole lyrical miracle rap category it's just like why is little baby here why is drake here like that sort of thing and yeah i agree like, in terms of lyrical ability, there are plenty of rappers that aren't on this list that probably could be higher up, especially given it's, like, for 2021 so far. Like, you know, there, there are many of them out there. I'm not going to list any of them right now because I know someone's going to be upset. <laughs> but for me, I think it's more that he was going into like some aspects kind of overtook it so with little baby performance and presence is probably what overtook the skill aspect for him because i mean skill is also very vague like are you talking about skill in terms of how well can you write a song or how lyrical and how technical your lyrics are like there's a lot of variables to that so i think a lot of people took skill to be lyrical ability and technical skill i think it's just a broad term so for little baby he can make dope songs he has good features he he has a lot of performance present and presence like his performances are usually pretty good like at least well received i don't be looking for little baby like that i'm just going off of what i hear so there's that j cole makes a lot of sense too because he's he just dropped an album and it got so much attention like 
I forgot how much it sold, but I think it sold nearly 300,000 in the first week, which isn't something that most artists can do these days. So, clearly. Um, having Lil Wayne is an interesting choice. I feel like, I mean, because he hasn't released an album this year or really any singles that I'm aware of, but he has hopped on some features, which the ones that I've heard have been okay. Like, they've been solid. They haven't been anything mind-blowing, but they have been solid. Um, so it's kind of weird to see him here. Again, because, like, there's very little to work with. Like, why Why is he here? Um, yeah, like, I, I, I don't get it. Like, it's, it's almost like he could have just gone through his list of, like, favorite rappers, and he's like, oh, wait, uh, this year. <laughs> um, having Conway and Benny the Butcher makes total sense um, because they just be killing everything they do. I mean, that I don't need to say any more. Like, if you're listening to this, or if you're listening to this podcast, or if you're subscribed at all, like, you know that, you know where Conway and Benny stand. Like, it's pretty obvious. Um, having Drake is an interesting choice, and I think that's, like, his presence, like, he's only there because of his, um, what was it, his Billboard Award, maybe? Like, I think that's the main reason he's there, and also, like, all the hype that he's building for Certified Lover Boy. So, like, he might not have released many songs or much music or features, but he's, he's in the public eye very heavily, like, even without music. Uh, Freddie Gibbs, again, interesting choice because all he's really done is release a couple singles and hopped on features. Um, I guess same camp as Conway and Benny then, though, because, like, Conway released his EP, but... Oh, well, actually, no, he dropped the EP and the album, so he has a lot more work out right now. But, you know, Conway and Benny also hop on a lot of features, and they kill almost every feature, uh, similar to Freddie Gibbs. Um, having Nas and Jay-Z makes sense because of their two collab songs that have dropped this year. Um, as well as just Nas is pretty solid. Like, his other feature on DMX's album was dope. So, cool. I get that. Uh, Jim Jones, I haven't listened to the album that he did with Harry Fraud, but I heard it was really dope, so I'm I'm agreeing with that. But it, it's so interesting to throw, like not throw, but like have Jim Jones on this list, who probably should be higher up if you're, like, that's why I get so confused with this criteria, like, why, like you have all these popular artists, and then you throw Jim Jones in here, who isn't as popular nowadays, but he's still really dope. So, it's just weird. And then all we really got to go through now is uh, music releases that happened last week. Uh, there was a lot of music that dropped, and not a lot that I listened to. I'm not even going to lie. I just didn't get a chance to. Um, so, Raheem Devon and Apollo Brown dropped Lovesick. From what I've heard, it's pretty solid. Um, I guess people are complaining that Apollo Brown just kind of sticks to the same sound for every project, which I guess now I can't unhear it, but I'm sure it's still good. It's supposed to be more um, R&B, though, so I don't know how long I'll stick with it. Uh, Peter Rosenberg, uh, who... What, where is he? He's a DJ, essentially. A radio DJ, but 
I forget like his actual um like his station. But regardless, he dropped a essentially a collab album uh titled Real Late. It just features a bunch of artists. Um let me see if I can pull up that list. Yeah, it has West Side Gun, Method Man, Raekwon, Ghostface, Flea Lord, Stove Got Cooks, Rock Marciano, Ransom, Styles P, Crime Apple, and way more. Um Smoke Dizza dropped the Hustlers catalog. Um that's Smoke Dizza is always just an enjoyable listen. I haven't checked this one out, like I said, but I'm sure it's dope. Or at least really solid. Uh, Mind Design dropped Rare Pleasure. I know a lot of people were looking forward to that, and a lot of people really do enjoy that. Uh, Lloyd Banks dropped The Course of the Inevitable, and that was the album that I was really spending time with since it released. And that's the one I'm planning to drop a review for this week, so subscribe if you want to see that. Um, I still need to give it a few more listens before I can form a proper opinion. So, I mean, reviews usually drop Wednesday. But this album, from what I've been reading, like, online, because, like, just the mixing is off, apparently. And I haven't really, like, paid too much attention to the mixing yet. Because really, the only place I've listened to it is in my car and on this speaker. So you don't really get the best um sound quality off of i mean I, I i don't drive the nicest car like with the nicest system in it and this is just a speaker and i usually listen to it at low volume so when i actually listen to it on these guys i'll have a better opinion um but it was dope i mean i liked it it's a little long um Longer than most albums that I've reviewed recently. Like, it's just over an hour hour long. But that's not a huge deal. Um, we got a lot of dope features on it. Um, Freddie Gibbs, Rock Marciano, Ransom, Benny. You know, just Styles P. A bunch of people. So, it, it was pretty dope. Uh, we also got Rome Streets and Ankle John dropping Genesis 127. Um, I heard it was dope. Again, I, like, that, that was one of those releases that came out earlier in the week, which I probably should have just checked out before, <laughs> but it is what it is. And then just today, Ransom dropped seven. Uh, I still need to check that one out, but it's a seven track EP. And the, the track that he was, did with Royce, I forgot the title. It might've been Greed. Um, that one was really dope. So if that's anything to go off of, I'm sure the rest of the project is really solid. Okay, well, I think that about wraps up all the topics that I had in store for this week. If I missed anything, just in terms of news, or if you wanted me to go more in-depth into anything, let me know in the comments below. I will try my best. (laughs) Also, if you want to see more podcasts and just general hip-hop related content make sure you subscribe and hit that like button and uh, with that said thank you for watching thank you for listening please stay safe out there